Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. As you can see, it's all about England today. I'm wearing my England top and with the deadline for Southgate squad selection fast approaching this Wednesday, we discuss who should be on that plane to Qatar. Roll the intro. So, without further ado, let's kick things straight off. Let's go to the goalkeepers. What a start. We we are all in exact agreement. Pickford, Pope, Ramsdale. And boys, for you, is it in that order? Absolutely. Um, I think, to be honest, if you do look at club form, then it wouldn't be. Or sort of what clubs are doing well and more clean sheets and stuff, you wouldn't be. But... Pickford's deserved his place under Southgate for England. And I think he's ne- he hasn't actually let us down yet, such words. So I think he's deserving the number one shirt. Reese, any disagreements on that? Nah, has to be Pickford first, most consistent. Pope, definitely a, a good second and a good reliable keeper. Ramsdale, still very erratic, still making silly mistakes. But when he's on form, as you saw against... Leads at the weekend, you know, he, he does deliver the goods, and I think they're the best three we've got. Totally agree. Well, there you go. Let's move straight on to the defenders. Now, this will be a big, big talking point. So, there's a long list of defenders. We we jokingly said uh, Southgate, you know, has the luxury of taking seven right backs. However, all is not well in the right back position. Obviously, there's, there's doubts. We know Reese James now. It's a bit of a race against the clock. Trent luckily came back at the weekend. We've got Walker who might be sidelined. Um, talk me through, Reese. First, first and foremost, talk me through your defence. What, what are you thinking? And I guess where's your controversial picks? Would you say? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I know a lot of us have sort of criticised Southgate in the sense that he says he picks players on form, not necessarily reputation or merit. But you know, we've just done that with the goalkeepers anyway. We've Pickford first, but I think I think he he needs to change his defence up a little bit. Um, it, what he's brought in success, I understand, but as it's gone a bit stale, you need to freshen up and maybe bring in a different player of ideas. Now, Alexander Arnold has not been in the best uh, vein of form this season, so I think you could suggest even dropping him even for the first game. You know, because with the the group we've got, and I think you know you could probably slot Trippier in there right back um, I'm not sure what you guys think but would you agree with a three at the back four at the back or personally for me I would switch it up based on the game so mm-hmm. I think a back five makes more sense when we're playing a bigger opposition and maybe in the knockout rounds because you need a bit more defensive structure and cover um, for me you know based on the group I, I think it's a reasonable group you know USA, Wales and Iran. In, in those group games, for me personally, I'd, I'd be looking at a back four. Um, just to touch on Trent, he's definitely been out of form and, and obviously I've made my preference clear. I think, you know, it's a real shame on my behalf, not just as, as a Chelsea fan, but as an England fan to see Reese James potentially, you know, ruled out. Um, I've said before how I think he kind of, he's got a perfect blend of all the defensive and, and attacking attributes. Um, but I still think Trent, for me, definitely should be on the plane, no question. Um, and I think that probably the, the way up in a back four is, is do you go with Walker, do you go with Trent? 
Um, you know, Walker more defensively sound, better at covering. Trent probably slightly better going forward and, and obviously can, you know, score. Um, so that was a bit of a debate for me. Um, Trippier, I, I don't know what you guys think of Trippier. I, for me, I, I don't put him in that same bracket as Reese James and Trent. I, I, I just, he, he's consistent, but he doesn't stand out for me. Maybe I'm being harsh, but for me, the, the right right back of choice has to be Trent or Walker in, given the current circumstances with James out. I do think you're being a bit harsh. Um, I do I do agree that he's probably down the pecking order, though. But he's also got the versatility where he can play left back if needed to be. So you've got, you've got to look at the other two. We've all, all picked with Shaw and Chilwell. Both got injury problems. Like... If both of them get injured before the World Cup, which is probably it's not that unlikely, Trippier can fit in there quite well. Um, with the sort of right-back situation and the sort of formation, it's a difficult one because I do agree with that some games you probably should do a four. But with the World Cup, it's such a fast pace. You've got to be consistent. So I'm thinking trying to stick to one formation might benefit better. So I would probably go with a back back three, back five, or whatever you want to call it, because Trent then doesn't get exposed like he kind of has been shown in the Premier League. And it also gives Chilwell, Shaw, Trippier, whoever plays on the left, that freedom. And I think Walker can also cover in Trent's position when he's bombing on forward. And it just kind of allows it a bit more steady. And I think that's where it can sort of benefit the midfield to be a bit more aggressive anyway, having the three at the back, maybe one sat in front, and then just the rest of the players are full on attacking, especially against like Iran, who you hope we should be beating, and beating sort of in a dominant format, maybe not convincingly, but we should be the ones creating all the chances and waiting for the goal. I think the centre-back roles, though, are the ones that are the more in doubt, because... I know I might be a bit city biased, but I think Stones is the only one who is guaranteed to start. Maybe under Southgate, he probably might pick Maguire still, but I think if you ask most people, Stones is the only one that stays consistent. I might be wrong with that of you two. No. Anyone? I, no, I would agree I, with that. I don't think he's the only consistent centre-back, but for me, he ticks the box of played consistently at a good tight team. And has also got the history of England. And I don't, I don't know, think any other centre-back. Really he's really grown, I think, as a player. And I would agree he's a starter in terms of the quality they've got there on choice. That's what I meant by the consistency. He, every, if you pick your starting eleven, if it's a back four, back five, I think Stones is one of the people at centre-back that you always pick. That's what I meant by consistency. Yeah. Rather than him, him actually playing. Yeah. Um, Go on, I was going to say, you did touch you you did touch upon Maguire just now. All three of us have put him in the squads. Does he start for both of you? Does he start? Absolutely not. Um, absolutely not for me. <laughs> so I, I, I know the the I know he's got the history of England. And look, I, I'll be honest, I, I did defend him. Um, similar to Pickford, where you say, look, he's never done a he's never put a foot wrong in an England shirt. And historically, at the World Cup and Euros, he has stepped up. For me, 
what he did against Germany in the Nations League, uh, you know, he was in bad form. All the pressure was on. Southgate backed him. That was his chance to show, look, I can still do it in an England shirt, irrespective of my United form. And what did he do? He gave the ball away, then gave the penalty away, then made an error for another goal. So for me, you know, that that's kind of put the nail in the coffin in terms of starting. I still think he can add value. He is still, you know, a big lump. He's a good old-fashioned centre-back. But for me, in a World Cup, you can't start a player who has not been in good form for, you know, six months to a year. You absolutely can't. But, you know, a few injuries come about. I'm not, I wouldn't be absolutely against him coming on, you know, to defend a lead, you know, something like that. But for me, no chance he starts. See, yeah. I'm finding it tough who to pick as the uh, another centre-back. Because like I said, the back five, so I'd have Walker, Stones, and then that last player. I think it's up for grabs. And on the ones I've picked, I'm still not like raving about any of them. Because like I've got Cody there, who like I think he's been solid for Everton, but I'm still not convinced by him. Like I don't know, I, I don't know what he's got to do. To be fair, it probably is a bit harsh on my, by myself. Um, then I've got Dyer, who's been doing well for Spurs in in a back five, so he would be suited for that. And then I've also got White, but White's not even playing centre back. That's well, my issue. No. He's but, playing um, playing right back, obviously. But then if I've got Walker, I'm not having Ben White as the right centre back. That's the kind of thought process so that's why actually many in my picks that actually stand out that much so any of them could start all three of us have put white in and i think in terms of form particularly this season ben white is probably that left field shout i personally think southgate will stick with Maguire, um which i think is a mistake because how is he supposed to learn and improve himself if he's constantly playing you know you've got to drop him to teach him a lesson right so i exactly i think i think that's the thing he's not even playing for united i think white would be a good shot because i think he'll offer that stability there for the other players around him john stones has been a solid center back but i like to think that john stones there's probably a slip in john stones every now and then isn't there so but i think stones white has would- also had Sorry, to jump in on that, Stones has had, you know, Diaz next to him. Mm. He's been pretty solid. I don't think he's, he's overwhelmed this season, but he's, he's, he's pretty consistent. You look at then Maguire, who's, you know, feels like he's on the edge of a sort of breakdown on the pitch. I think that could impact his form. Yeah. And personally, on me, you know, the Arsenal fans will hate me for saying this, but Ben White, despite your good form, I, I mean, look, I've put him in just to clarify, but... I don't think he's he's not really stood out to me. You know, if I said like, who, who's who's been phenomenal for Arsenal at the back, I'd probably lean more to Gabriel. But then I don't know if that's no, right. you've been watching the wrong team. Gabriel has been I think it's in Sal- 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 through there. Saliba, I think, George. <laughs> sorry, Salah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, Saliba. In terms of that, I think that's yeah, but you've not heard anything bad about him. Yeah. If he goes unnoticed, you're doing something right. If he- if he's doing seven, seven or eight out of ten each week, that's what you want from a defender, kind yeah. of thing. He's not someone who's meant to like Saliba. Obviously, gets more applauded because he's been scoring goals. White doesn't do that. White's not doing that, but that's not his job, hmm. kind of thing. So that's where I 
stick up for him, but I also do think he's not playing centre back for Arsenal, and that's my slight concern with him. In yeah. in this in this case, before we move on to the midfielders, what about Tomori? I know me and John have included him. Does he get in, or, or you know, he doesn't seem to get the attention because he seems to be playing abroad. But he's, you know, he's a title winner with AC Milan. He seems to be getting all the plaudits there. Does Tomori have a chance to start? Or do you think he's going to be a, a substitute at best? I'd say, well, I'd say on, on form, to, to Jamie's point about Stones, I'd, I'd argue Tomori over the last year and a bit has been in, in e- better or equal form to, to what Stones has done. But because it's in Serie A, no one pays attention. You know, AC Milan many would argue were not the best team in Italy last year, but they won the league and, and Tamori was very help, you know, well praised by all the pundits and, and fans alike. So uh, with, with, uh, with putting his performance against, against Chelsea in the Champions League and red card aside, he has been extremely consistent for, for almost over a year now. So based on form, actually, I would probably say Stones and Tamori are most deserving um, of a start. However, do I think Southgate will start him? Absolutely not. Um, I don't believe he even got a chance in, in, in the Nations League games or, or the previous friendlies. So I think he should be included. I just, sadly, I, I don't see him starting. Even how, old, how old is Tamori? Does anyone know roughly? I don't know exactly, but very young. 21? Very young 21, yeah. Yeah, he's not. Uh, <clears throat> I, to be fair, I haven't put him in my sort of squad, but he's someone who definitely... You can see him being there, and I. But I do feel like he'll be a sub at best. And if if he's coming on, it's because we are in a bit of trouble with defend with defenders. Mm-hmm. I think his time will come in maybe the next World Cup. That's and it could be after Southgate. We don't know. Obviously, that's when I think his time will come. I know that doesn't. It shouldn't mean anything. His age, but I do feel like that's something that will possibly n- not do him any favors for this. Well, correction. He's twenty-four, so he might be. Okay. I did. I did see yeah, someone give a yeah. shout for Joe Gomez. I said someone give him a shout. Out. Personally, I think no, because he's never fit enough. But I think if he was playing week in week out for Liverpool, you'd, you'd have him in there. But he's been, you know, Matip's what, 30, 30 odd, I believe. And he's yeah. been, you know, Matip's been putting him on the bench. So for me, I don't think he deserves a start. Uh, sorry, even even to be in there. Um, oh, just one, sorry, one one shout out. I just noticed I've got that you guys haven't. Again, I'm not saying he would start, but I think it's a good backup. Um, Gerhi at Palace. We've praised him before on the show. Good form. Got speed. Sim- similar to Tamori, got speed, spirit, strength. Um, I think he could be a good backup. Ex-Chelsea players. Nothing to do with that. Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing to do with it. <laughs> ah, not the Palace. <laughs> um, well, there you go. I think let's move on to midfield. I think we've covered everything there. So any any major disagreements? Well, we'll start we'll start with Phillips. So the City fans put Calvin Phillips in. Yeah, I I forgot he was even at City. Um, Jamie, what we've all put Rice and Bellingham. I think they're, they're obvious starts and, and well, they're obviously in the team. For me, they'd probably start. Talk to us about Phillips and, and why he's in 
So one, it does depend on if he's fit or not. Um, that's whether he goes or not. That's just an obvious sort of one. It's more for, if you look at the other players sort of like you've got in your list, both of you have picked Madison. Madison is more the attacking. Phillips is not that player. Phillips is more the sort of him or Bellingham. It'll be like one of them. I'm not saying he's going to start Phillips, but it's more you've got that replacement for him or Phillips can play in Rice's position. It sort of gives the flexibility and the backup, whereas Madison, you're going to see a few players both on our attacking list that do all the positions that Madison can do. So that's where I'd rather have a Phillips in the squad than a Madison. Like Madison's been in great form like and his numbers actually... He arguably, arguably should be in this squad. Even he's not in mine, but arguably should be in it. Um, I think Phillips is the one that I don't know. It's just I think it is just more the defensive side than the attacking. Um, and I think, mm-hmm. yeah, go on. I was going to say you're you're very CDM heavy. <laughs> Henderson, Ward, Prowse as well. What- well, Henderson is only in the squad for his leadership. I don't see him starting many games. I think he'll be good to bring on as a sub if we're winning in the game like 2-1, just to come in, calm things down. Ward-Prowse, I wouldn't say as a CDM. I'd say he's a bit more attacking than that. He'd once again be in the sort of same role as, say, Bellingham or Phillips was in the in the Euros. I think Ward-Prowse obviously has... Um, a very nice free kick <laughs> set piece, kind of, if we do need it. I think the queue for uh, a set piece on the England team will be uh, a mile long. I'd I think of the yeah, players, think, think of the players Walt, we've got. Kane. And I think Ward Prowse would be first. Well, this is the thing, though, isn't it? Is This squad is blessed with versatility in that sense. Um, Trippier, uh, the reason I didn't, I didn't take Ward Prowse is because I don't think he offers much other than dead balls, you know, set piece sort of situations. I think Trippier could do that. I think Dyer can do that. I think Kane can do that. Um, so I think we've got the options there. Um, I didn't choose Phillips personally because I don't think he'll be fit enough. And I think if we need to go defensive, you can move Dyer into the defensive mid position if you need to. So I think that's where Dyer got caught out really and that's why he's been pushed back into being a centre back. I I, I if we saw that I think if we saw Dyer a centre back at uh, centre defensive mid, we'd all be like, what is going on? Whereas, I just think he had that extra option if needs be and they don't have to take a player maybe just because he might be taking up someone else's spot, if that makes sense. But I do I do get the logic in taking Phillips. He he's that safe option if you want to just see a game out, just put him straight on. He's a safe bet. I don't think he starts. No, I agree with that. Um, too fair, I think we're all, we're all surprised when he started the Euros. Um, but obviously, when he's come to City, he hasn't played much. Like I watched him, for, I think, 15 minutes in a game and he was pinging balls left, right and centre and you're like, OK, he could do something and then he's injured again. Wow. That If he's injured, obviously, he's not going and maybe Madison could be that replacement. But I think, yeah... I think we've got such the attacking options in the attackers that will show shortly. Like, yeah, I think Ward Prowse. On that note, I, I just think similar similar to what you said, Reese. But Ward Prowse for me, he's definitely not better than Mount and Madison at attacking. 
And no. he's definitely not better than Rice and Bellingham at defending. And but then not all set of them are starting, starting 11 players. No, no, I agree. I agree. I just don't personally think he offers much added value. And, and you know, set pieces, we've got Kane, we've got Trent, we've got Mount, we've got, uh, I think, well, they're the main three, you know, Madison as well. Not that he'd start, but yeah, I think we're, we're, we've got a nice, very nice midfield. And we've got, and obviously, just to mention, I've got Henderson as captain there. Um, I know you two have gone for an attacker. I went for Henderson just because he's he's a winner with Liverpool. He's won a Premier League, Champions League, League Cup, FA Cup, while captain in the side. And I think with the players this young, I think starting him in quite a few games would really give them that balance and leadership that they need. Henderson can see the pitch up front and behind him as well, position on the pitch like that, so he can tell people where they need to be, etc. But I think he will be quite crucial for that captaincy because he is a proven winner and I think he knows how to get things over the line if needs be. Yeah, see... Does he start? Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, that's, he that's the issue. He I should do, particularly against Wales. He doesn't against, start for Liverpool because um, he's dropping off. He, well, he starts... But I think, I think he should start against teams like Iran. I think he should start over Wales. I think mm. Rice would be better against the United States. I think I think things like that, but I think as well, you're going to get someone on the touchline who's going to. No, I agree with him being in the squad for that reason. I think he will also behind the scenes be that player. I just think the captain should be a person who's going to start majority of the games, well, if not all of them, and especially in the heat that we're going to be in. Henderson's not Henderson's getting sort of like seen as someone towards the end of his career, I just don't see him starting any games. He'll come on, but starting, I think, is too far out of it. Yeah, and he's from Sunderland as well, so the heat will probably be too much for him. <laughs> <laughs> if it's over 15 degrees, I don't know. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's move on to the attacking side of things then. So, again, England's blessed with players in the attacking front. And I think what's a good thing for Southgate if he decides to be tactically flexible is the amount of ways he could change the attack up if he needs to. Whether he wants to put four up there attacking, two, three. You know, I think a lot of players offer differences for him. Um, He can take someone on, bring someone off, you know, and they'll offer something different to the game. I'm interested to hear what you guys have thought here, because as you can see, we do have slight differences in our attacking lineup. First things first, we're all in agreement that Kane will be the man leading the front. Absolutely. Yes. No Absolutely. He's also been on form this season. Like, Obviously, people have been talking about Haaland, but you haven't realised he keeps scoring, just keeps going one goal a game kind of thing. He's ticking over quite nicely. Some are penalties, but that they all count. <laughs> got to remember that sort of so I don't see anything but Kane starting up front and that's probably why me and Jordan both have him captain yeah just because he's one of the very few players that you can actually go as an absolute certain starter yeah I'd see in terms of like leadership obviously he's more of a lead by example kind of guy um the I see you know Pickford more as a, a hype man I think he'd be a good backup captain to get the boys going a bit but Kane, as he always has, is led from the front, led by example. Um, and yeah, 100% he starts. And if he's fit, then 
Yeah, no chance, Another, no chance. We're just picking out what we've got here then. Um, I'm interested to see your reasons for this. Uh, both you, both you, Jordan and Jamie, have put Grealish and put Ivan Tony in your sort of 26 match squad. What, what's the reason behind those? You know, Tony, I think we can understand why, but Grealish in particular, I know, has been criticised a lot. Um, why have you picked? Why have you picked those two? Well, I'll start with well, I'll start with the Tony one. Tony's actually sort of if you look at all the backup sort of strikers, which you, you've got a few of in yours, like Abraham Wilson. Wilson's always injured. It's kind of I can't you can't have someone who's that injury prone. Unfortunately, um, I think Tony's just been scoring goals, and obviously people thought, oh, he he hasn't got the creativity with Ericsson when he left, but he's still banging them in, and I think. It's purely based on form. He should go, but is he going to? Like the problem is, you're not going to have many that are starting over Kane. So that's where he's not. So this is where the greedish pick comes in. I think he is picking it up for City now. He's starting to get some good sort of performance in. Where like last season he he wasn't, but I think it sort of. We need the more the other players around because Kane is going to be the sort of figurehead up top. So I don't we don't need many other strikers. We need the players who are getting the ball into him, who can progress the ball. And I think Greedish probably the best progressor of the ball out of all the attackers. Like yeah. when he when when he wants to, he will progress the ball much further up the pitch, win fouls and stuff like that. And I think that's definitely like needed at times. So that's where I'd say he's in the in the squad. Maybe not in the starting eleven, but definitely in the squad. Yeah, for me on the striker front. So I was kind of initially I had Tony and Abraham in, um, both both for obvious reasons. But then I, I sort of sat there and thought, actually, Kane is going to play. Kane's 100% going to start every game if he's fit. He's probably going to play, you know, 70 to 80 minutes. So it didn't make sense to have two backup strikers. Um, And then in, yeah, I I took my Chelsea hat off for a second and and thought based on purely this season. I mean, Abraham Abraham last year was was sensational, by the way. Um, And and based on the form last season, he he deserved to make the England squad. However... This season, I'm going off. Tony, at the minute, is just a machine. Um, he keeps scoring in a Brentford side that doesn't look particularly strong. Um, Abraham, he's been all right this season, but but Tony scored more. So for me, Tony deserves his, his proper first sort of big tournament call-up. Uh, Grealish, similar. Uh, definitely doesn't start for me. But in 40-degree heat, in a game where you need a goal in the 60th minute, the fans love him. <laughs> um, everyone's begging Southgate to get him on around the 60-minute mark. Um, and as you said, he wins fouls, he, he drives forward, and that's perfect to do against a tired defence in 40-degree in heat. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, personally, I didn't pick Grealish. Um, I know I've said things about him in the past, but I didn't pick him because I don't see tactically what he offers differently to, say, Foden or Saka or even maybe Sancho and Sterling in this case. Like I think if if Southgate is one nil down, um, 
you know, and he takes Foden off for Grealish, I don't see how that's going to make a difference. Whereas if he takes Foden off and brings on, I'll take Abraham, for example, I can see where there's a different approach there or maybe it's a wrong example because they're two different players. But I just don't see where he tactically really will make that difference. I do agree. I think he's winning more fouls. He runs into the box more, so he can do that. But I think Sterling can offer that as well. So I think it's different there. The only reason I went for Abraham is because I think his height would be very useful. So from a tactical perspective, he can help bully some defenders a little bit more. You know, I think a lot of those players won't like coming up against him. Uh, Callum Wilson, if he stays fit, he's a very big game player. I think he could be an option if you want to freshen things up, let Kane have a rest. Um, I, it's good to see that we're all, oh well, no, we're not all in agreement with Rashford. Um, Jordan, I'm intrigued to know why I think Rashford's a good option. But why um, haven't you Especially when so, you pick United you pick Sancho over him. United team, mate. Yeah, yeah. So, again, it was a tough call between the two. My logic was more along the lines of what I said about Kane. I think, uh, you know, I know Rash has played wide, but I personally think he suits the central role. He stepped up for United when he's played as a striker. Um, and again, going back to my point, I don't think he gets above, obviously, he doesn't get above Kane. And on form, I don't think he gets above Tony. So I, I, I see better value in bringing Sancho on, who's shown this season already in big games. He's finally finding his feet a bit. Um, he has scored a few big goals. He looks sharp. Uh, I think he's just another good attacking option against a tired defence. Is it not because Sancho has perhaps supported Chelsea in one stage of his life, Jordan, or he sat at the stadium before? Absolutely. Is that why you picked him? If this was all about Chelsea, you'd have uh, you'd have Abraham in my squad. You'd have you'd have Trevor Chalabar in defence, and you'd still have Dennis Wise in there if you had him oh, away. What a player! What a player! <laughs> I, I don't know about the Sancho being on form, uh, like over Rashford. Right. I think if you're picking a player out of them two who's been on more form, you'd say Rashford. But what I think Rashford would give that Sancho probably doesn't give, mainly from different positions, but. If we decided to play two up top at one point, say Kane and Rashford, Kane can drop. Rashford's got that pace to run in behind, which Sancho won't have definitely not as much as what Rashford would. And Sancho's obviously more of a wide player anyway. So that's where I feel like he gives it more. Whereas Sancho, you've got Saka, you've got Foden, you've got Grealish. They're all on the wing. Sterling's going to be on one of the wings. So I just feel like a limited place for him to come in, whereas it's a whole it could be a whole tactical change putting Rashford in. He's more likely to get you a goal, isn't he, as well, Rashford? That's what I yeah, I also think that too. If you need a goal. And he can score from the wing. I know he's been I know, John, you've said he's probably better down the middle, and I probably do agree with that. But if Kane can do what he does with Son kind of thing, is he'll drop inside, you possibly could have Sterling and Rashford on the wings coming in with the pace, then Kane can play him through, and then 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 they'll be a bit more in the middle. But so that's why I picked Rashford over Sancho, and I think so far this season Rashford's been better than Sancho too. Fair, I think on that. I, I personally, I don't see Southgate. I don't see Southgate going two up top, and I just oh, no, think it's more of a Chuck Tony on. in in the game kind of moment. Rather yeah. than a starting, rather than a starting. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I think look, looking at the other positions, we we seem to be in agreement with the others. We've all gone Saka. We've all gone Sterling. 
Um, all gone. Yeah, Foden as well. I think they're the most probably banker banker ones to get in the squad. I don't think anyone would agree, would sorry, disagree with that. Um, and finally, we got a minute or so left. Any notable mentions who you really think is a bit harsh they got left out that maybe none of us have covered at all? Bowen? He was on my list. Jared Bowen. Bowen. No, that, again, I don't see what he offers different to what Sterling, etc., could offer. You know, like I said, if, if Southgate's up against it, he needs to bring someone on that's going to change the game. I don't see Bowen doing that, unfortunately. I just don't. Um, yeah, I, I don't see it from him. He's a good player. He's a good player, but I just don't see, yeah, what difference he can make for the team. I know this. Well, we're going, this isn't the forwards; it's in the defence. I did say to you two the other day, Talgoski, and I just just watched him for the Everton Spurs game, and I was just like, he's such a solid defender that he just will he just put his life on the line, kind of thing. He's old school. And he just, I, I'm surprised he hasn't got actually as many caps considering I don't think we, we've we been that blessed with centre-backs. But when you are playing for teams that aren't the big six, you do get overlooked, I think. Well, don't, definitely... don't Everton have the best defence in the league or something? So he's got to have played yeah, a role in that, hasn't he? That's only his, this season. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, yeah. he's still been outstanding, I think. I think oh, he, yeah. He's a guaranteed seven out of ten every game, isn't yeah. he? I think I think you're right. He's an option. Um, I think if if it's going to be between him or Cody, though, you know, them that level player, I think we'd probably take Cody. Um, yeah, yeah that's I think he's a good choice. But it's more um, of a left wing pick kind of thing. Yeah, it's a very I good actually, choice. I think what would be more of an interesting question to end on: Who is your front three? So. I oh. I went yeah, for this a front is very four tough. originally, but I well let's let's say front three to make it difficult. I'm going to go Kane in the middle, Sterling on the left. He's going to say it. He's going to say it. Isn't he? Vaca on the right. Oh, not. not Who do you think I was saying? I thought Mount was coming in here. No, Mount, Mount, <laughs> Mount can be CAM behind in the middle. <laughs> um, never going to leave my boy out, but yeah. Saka over Foden, that, that's harsh, but that's a coin flip. Yeah, I Bruce? think Kane up front, Sterling on the left, Saka on the right, but I said Foden would be that centre-attack role. And he can drift if he wants to, he can take Sterling's position, etc., however he feels. Interesting, I think, yeah. I'm looking at it through... I, oh, Kane's up top, that's sort of a given... I'm. I've always been when Sterling was at City. I still think Sterling is a better player on the right, so I would play him on the right, and I'd have Foden on the left. That's how I would play as the front three. I think Sterling is much better when he can just drive forward and then cross it in, whereas he scores more goals when he cuts inside from the left. But I feel like he could be much better to feed Kane coming from the right and be a bit more dangerous where defenders are trying to tackle him and it's hard with his pace and then I put Foden on the left I think this season Foden has been better than Saka but I'm not saying by a country mile or anything like that but for England Saka has been better than Foden 
that just about wraps us up for another episode. There is plenty to agree with, plenty to disagree with. Our 26-man squads are now complete. Gareth, it's over to you. You know the drill. Like, comment and subscribe. Thank <laughs> you.